You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. In recent presidential elections, it seems it's the candidate's tone and tenor that grabs the most attention. <clears throat> it also seems to have big implications in how the rest of the world views America. Remember the 2008 uh, election after which newly elected President Obama won a Nobel Peace Prize based on his campaign message of unity and diplomacy? Now it seems we're seeing the flip side of that rhetoric, particularly from GOP nominee Donald Trump. When a major party candidate calls for blocking certain people from foreign countries from entering the United States or building a wall along one of our borders or putting up invisible walls in terms of isolationist trade policies, how does that affect the way people in other countries view us as a nation? As part of our election year project with NPR, we're looking at America's standing in the world and how this election of exit and joining us to help lead that conversation is Ali Harb, a reporter at the Arab American News. Ali, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello. Yeah. And uh, callers, uh, what does this year's election and the candidates' rhetoric say about us as a country? If you're from another country, what do you think about what you're hearing? If you're from Mexico, what do you think of the proposal to build a wall along the southern border and have Mexico pay for it? If you're from the Middle East and or a majority Muslim country, what do you think of Donald Trump's idea to have a religious test added to immigration for you and for you in particular? And this relates to the earlier conversation I think we were having on the show about Colin Kaepernick, a San Francisco 49ers quarterback, standing in protest during or sitting in protest during the standing uh, during the national anthem at a preseason football game to say, America has deep problems. America has deep racial problems. And I don't feel particularly uh, patriotic. And I want to make a point about those racial problems uh, on the platform that I have. 313-577-1019 is the number to join the conversation. Uh, what do you think about what the rest of the world expects from us here in the United States? And what is that? Uh, how is that changing or how is that altered? by the conversations that we're having in this country right now. Uh, Ali, I'm going to start with you. Uh, (laughs) What do you feel like the rest of the world is saying about us as Americans right now? Well, let's start out by saying that the United States has become the leader of the free world after World War II and now was cemented after uh, after the end of the Cold War. So the world looks at us. The world watches us. American pop culture is global pop culture. American pop music is global pop music. American politics is being watched around the world. Uh, So I think people look at someone like Donald Trump and that reflects uh, badly on American society (laughs) as a whole because they're looking at someone who's making these outrageous statements. And yeah, um, he was able to win the Republican nomination. Um, But another more dangerous dynamic of the Trump phenomenon is how the Muslim world particularly views us because it is reinforcing notions that extremists use to recruit or to spread their ideology that there's a war against Islam. Um, And President Obama went to Cairo to say, hey, the United States is not at war with Islam. Uh, but then when someone like Trump emerges and he's so popular, that notion is reinforced. Yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, I, I'm sure it's frightening for people in this country who have connections to people in other countries like Mexico uh, or the Middle East when that when that happens. But I'm wondering whether uh, 
whether people start to question the leadership role that we try to play, does it do damage to the reputation that we have? You think about uh, something that uh, President Obama said recently when, when he was being heavily criticized for having, uh, quote unquote, uh, uh, damaged the, the U.S. reputation around the world. He said, listen, you know, <clears throat> when countries get into trouble at 2 a.m., uh, who do you think they call? They don't call the Chinese. They don't call the Russians. They still call us. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there is no other, there really is no other uh, nation on the planet that wields the kind of influence that we have. But of course, that influence depends on other people uh, looking up to us in the way that uh, that they do. When Donald Trump says the things that he's saying, does it, does it, does that actually do damage to that reputation? Well, uh, we're the largest economy. <clears throat> We're by far the strongest army in the world. Right. So uh, I think that leadership position we will have for the foreseeable future. But on a moral perspective, on a political perspective, I think, uh, yes, our role in the world will be diminished. It will, you know, people will not look at the United States in the same way. But there's another aspect to this, which is the Donald Trump phenomena is not strictly an American phenomenon. Uh, this nationalistic <coughs> sentiment yes. is on the rise globally. Mm -hmm. And there are, uh, in, in Europe, we're seeing it in Europe, Marine Le Pen in France, the British exit in, in Britain. So there are Trump-like uh, figures in Europe who are looking for a Trump leadership right. to take the world in that direction towards ecological civilizations. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you mentioned the Brexit. <clears throat> we had uh, um, Raman Boyle, a professor at Wayne State and a native to Scotland, talked to our producer, Laura Weber Davis, about this and said, most people in the UK are really confused by the length and complexity, complexity of our electoral process, which is funny. Because I think people here are really confused about the length and complexity of their electoral process, particularly with with Brexit. Most people don't understand what they were doing or how that uh, how that unfolded. But it does it does remind that people around the world watch what goes on here and think of uh, us as sort of a model. I want to ask about uh, the immigration question. Most people who come to this country come here because. They feel like it's a it's a place for better opportunity than You're speaking the, the to one. place for the yeah right exactly <laughs> you heard someone uh, who came here because there was a better life. Uh, does Donald Trump threaten that notion that America is a place where life can be better? Well, definitely. When he's talking about religious testing, ideological testing, uh, people will second guess. Uh, you know, is this my sanctuary? Is this the place? where I'm going to have freedom and opportunity. Uh, but at the same time, um, a lot of places in the world are becoming borderline uninhabitable. So I think people will always seek the United States. Uh, but it will affect the perception of the United States as this land of freedom and opportunity. Yeah. Um, let's go to the phones here. Uh, Francis in Detroit. Welcome yeah, to thanks for having me on. Sure. Um, I just wanted to point out something that uh, may not be a part of what you're talking about, but when I think about uh, the Caucasians who came to this country and there were Native Americans here, they were bullied and, and mistreated very 
sadly. What would this country look like if the Caucasians were banned from coming in by the Native Americans? But they were bigger, stronger, and they were bullying uh, uh, these people. I, I would love to have a Native American call in and say, you know, what the country was called. They, of course, they had no no choice in the matter because, right. you know, the people who came in and took the country from them were bigger and stronger and more powerful. And so now, to me, Trump represents ruling again. He That's wants a... to ban people from coming in. And what would it look like if, if they were banned? Yeah, yeah. You know? Francis, that's a great that's a great point. Uh, thanks very much for calling in uh, and making it. Uh, Ali Harb, uh, we've got about a minute left. Uh, uh, talk about Trump and this idea of again bullying, and, and I think I would expand that to say it's it is it's, it's sort of a it's a changing of the theme of openness that attracts people around the world here to more of a, a closed and a most uh, aggressive stance that, that, again, changes the way people mm-hmm. view us. Well, uh, you know, first off, let's let's be clear that our history has not been great. We've had Trump-like Absolutely. policies in the past, excluding certain groups, uh, but we've always tried to maintain at least the perception of, of openness, of being welcoming, of being the leaders of, of the free world. And um, when you have... American politicians that are popular making these statements, uh, it certainly the, the world's not going to use us. The world's not going to view us in the same manner. Yeah. And when we are looking to lead morally and say this is this is how democracy works, the world watches. And when our democracy falls short, that affects it affects everybody. Yes. yes. All right. Ali Harb, reporter at the Arab American News. Thanks very much for being Thank here. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. I'll see you tomorrow.